Bodega, 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 Alpha and Omega. <coughs> Siamese sailors sell celery sandwiches. Sawing about a serving platter. Hey, hey Jamie. Yes. Uh, did uh, did you want to try reading that line on the script there? Oh, yeah, let's see. Uh, you could say big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, that one? Yes. Yeah, no, I'm just not warmed up yet. Shouldn't be long. Detector test. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive today. The marmot mangled my mushu pork pancake. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, North. Today I'm going to read this. Eagle Eyes on Tech. I am Eagle Falcon. We have a lot to talk about, and shockingly enough, believe it or not, I only have one TikTok story. I mean, obviously, I also have a ton of Apple versus Epic Games news. We're going to be getting to that, as well as news regarding... The new NVIDIA Ampere GPUs and nanomachines. Because nanomachines. But in any case, TikTok has filed suit against the current White House administration. In order to try and block the U.S. ban. Yeah, that's pretty much it. What? Were you expecting me to go on about how well it's going to do? I don't know. I don't think anyone knows how well this is going to do. Unless they're like a legal expert. And if they're a legal expert, they're doing the smart thing and not talking about it. So we'll see where this goes. Actually, no, no. I do have one question. Has TikTok sued the Indian national government? No, I don't mean Native Americans. I actually mean India. Because remember, India blocked TikTok first. I'm not phrasing this as a as a Philip as like a question to make you think about. It. I legitimately want to know. Has TikTok sued India as well? This will be an interesting one to to see how it goes down. And I'm just gonna put it out there. I'm willing to bet. TikTok's sole goal in this is just to get a stay issued. A stay, if you're not certain what that means, means that any sort of order is put on hold until after the trial is conducted. I'm willing to bet TikTok's sole goal in all this is just to have a stay put on this ban to try and buy time until after the elections. That's what I'm thinking. 
That's what I think TikTok's play in this. I'm not going to look at the political angles in, in any of this, mostly because... I have no idea which district this is going to be held in, nor how a judge would look at this. So there you go. You now have that in the back of your mind. Also in the back of your mind, Huawei. I know. I kind of forgot Huawei existed too, almost. But kind of like how um, the current administration has also blocked Huawei very aggressively. Canada has also now made moves to block Huawei, but has done it in a way that it's very super passive-aggressive about it. You know, it's pretty much the Canadian way. Oh, it's... So, basically how it works is that... Canada has gone ahead and not really said straight up we're blocking Huawei, but they have put a hold currently on any Canadian cell providers from using any foreign technology temporarily in regards to developing their 5G network. No, uh, yeah, yeah, they, 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 they blocked Huawei without saying the word Huawei. So there you have it. Just let that sink in a little bit. Also, let it sink in that uh, there have been iPhones with Fortnite pre-installed that have hit eBay with asking prices as high as... As high as, excuse me there, as high as $10,000. And chat right away has asked the key question. How many of them have sold? We talked about this last week too! Because there are people talking about, wow, people are trying to sell iPhones with uh, Fortnite and pre-installed them for a lot. And in fact, in actuality, very few of them have sold. But, just for honesty's sake, let's go ahead and Google search iPhone with Fortnite that I misspelled because I spelled night correctly. And we're going to go ahead... And set the buying format accepted offers and completed and sold items. Okay, we actually do have some respectable hits here. We have an iPhone SE. The most modern version for $600. So that's at about a $200 premium to have Fortnite installed on it. 
The iPhone 8 with Fortnite has successfully sold for $1,400. So that's about a $600 markup. Another iPhone SE sold successfully for $600. An iPhone XR. This is the cheap model from two years ago. Sold successfully with Fortnite on it for $2,000. That is roughly a $1,500 successful uh, profit on that. An iPhone 11 Pro Max with Fortnite sold for 2.9 grand. Oh, here's probably the best here here's the best one. iPhone XR with Fortnite successfully sold for $5,500. Slow freaking clap. Bravo. We have another one here. iPhone Pro Max with Fortnite 3000. We have a couple that have sold internationally. Just, just wow. Oh, man. So someone in the chat asked the question, can't Apple... Delete applications off phones. No. They cannot. The only thing Apple can do is when you update, make the device incompatible with a piece of software. Which is what's going to eventually happen to Fortnite unless an agreement is reached. However... There's a lot more going on here with Apple versus Epic than just the 30% Apple tax. Because let's think about this for a second. Epic Games clearly started this. That's undeniable. They started this and they were ready from the get-go. We have actually covered that quite a few times. How Epic Games was like ready immediately with not only the 1984 Apple Computers video parody but also the lawsuit, which I'm not entirely certain off the top of my... How, how many pages is it? Like 200? To Google we go. How many pages... <laughs> First autocomplete statement. How many pages is a thousand words? Oh, never change, Google. 
never pay never change how many pages was epic games lawsuit It is 170 pages long. However, 105 pages of the lawsuit represents the Apple's developer license agreement. So it's a, they had a 65-page lawsuit ready to roll. Of which... A large chunk of it is pretty much evidence. So they had this all ready to go, right? And what's been the word Apple's uh, that Epic said constantly? Monopoly, 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 monopoly. Blah, 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 blah. The board game. They have mentioned the board game monopoly, and also the concept of a monopoly because Apple does in fact have complete control over the ecosystem, and it's kind of funny. This kind of reminds us of an older time when Microsoft had a lot of control over how people access the internet. It's actually a lot of parallels there, if you think about it. And then on top of that, Apple has been very underlined, very sour about this. Immediately, one of the first things Apple does in retaliation was to try and kill Unreal Engine access to developers of iOS to make sure that Everyone felt the pain of Epic's retaliation. I'm starting to wonder if the whole point of this is to try is for Epic to try and get a different store on the Apple ecosystem. Does Epic want to try and do to Apple what they failed to do to Steam? Hmm. It's something it's something that that you know you kind of think about. And of course, we're not going to know. We're still we are still despite the fact that feel like this has been this, bleh, this has been going on for 9 millennia, it's only been 2 weeks. It's been 2 weeks. That's it. That's all we've had of this. We're just starting week 3. Well, regardless, 
Apple has... I want to make sure I actually didn't... Did I misorder these? Nope, I did not. Okay. Apple did, in fact, shut down... the App Store account for Epic Games. So now, current versions of Fortnite on the iPhone or Mac... Shout out to all two Fortnite Mac users out there. You stubborn lunatics. Just just go get a real computer. It's not hard. I'm just saying. Hmm. Well, that's a problem. All right, now that I'm not distracted with uh, pop-ups... The new Fortnite Marvel season will not be available on iPhone or Mac, thus causing a version split, and thus killing some of Fortnite's cross-platform ability. Also, can I just say... If you really were one of the people that were uh, um, what's the right word for it? If you were one of the people who were using your iPhone to try and compete with people on PC on Fortnite you're crazy. I'm, I'm just saying. Not because I, I'm all PC Master Race or anything like that they just literally have a better advantage than whatever you're trying to do on your phone but I digress it doesn't matter anyway since if you want to play on a phone and steal in the latest version you better have an Android phone no amount of jailbreaking is going to help you now so even if you go ahead and spend, what do we have, $3,500 for an iPhone 8 with Fortnite installed? Yeah. Um, you wasted your money. You know, in case that didn't cross your mind before anyway. Now, as far as Apple... Trying to shut down Epic Games Unreal Engine access to IO or or, or uh, let me let me rephrase that to shut off Unreal Engine's access to the Mac Creative Tools so that the Unreal Engine can run on iOS on Mac OS on tvOS, etc., 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 Microsoft realized the same thing I did last week, roughly, oddly enough, roughly four hours after we finished recording the podcast last week, and has jumped in saying, excuse me, Apple, um, can you not? That's going to hurt so many of the games. And a judge agreed. 
Apple was in fact ordered not to block Epic Games Unreal Engine access, but they are allowed to block Fortnite's access to be on the App Store. So that was a decision that was reached. In the meantime, somehow Facebook manages to get in on the action as well. Before you see, Facebook had a great idea. They were going to let small businesses host paid online events on Facebook and Facebook wouldn't take a cut. So however much people pay in order to be part of the online event, Facebook takes not a cent. But on the iOS version of the Facebook app, they added some noticeable fine print. The fine print said that Apple takes a 30% cut of this revenue. Apple Apple then denied the update to the Facebook app. Saying that they couldn't disclose this information. Are you kidding me? Oh, man, you want to talk about losing the PR battle. Apple, what is wrong with you? So Facebook then launched a edit to that. Saying that Facebook takes no additional, takes no percentage of this purchase. In this lawsuit between Epic Games and Apple, there are a lot of different layers to this. There's first off the obvious layer of should Apple's cut of any transaction done on an iOS or Mac app be 30%. By comparison, a lot of credit card transactions are 5% on the high end. I know some are some are slightly higher, uh, most are lower. I think the one actually for for our company is like 4 something, it doesn't matter. The point is, is that 30% is way, way higher than any other platform that takes a cut of other transactions by doing nothing. There's that level. 
Then there's the PR level. Because, of course, this story is getting headlines everywhere. And it's making people talk about it. Why is this happening? What's the end game? Should this be happening? Is Epic just greedy? Is Apple just greedy? For then Apple to go ahead and just take a admittedly rare moment of generosity out of Facebook and pull this kind of stunt, um, it doesn't make them look good. Because, of course, now we're talking about how Apple slapped down Facebook for daring to talk about the 30% cut. Which then causes more people to talk about it than just the couple hundred people that use the feature and may or may not notice the fine print in the first place. Smooth move, Apple. Smooth move. Alright, are we sick of talking about Apple news? Are we sick of it? How about we talk about Facebook news? And how Facebook has now officially converted Oculus AR and VR divisions to now be under the brand of Facebook Reality Labs. Alright, so Oculus really is dead then, huh? Hmm. And it's just gonna... We're just gonna be... Facebook reality. TM. Hmm. I see. Thanks, I hate it. I mean, is there any other way to phrase it? Not really, no. Well, that's a damn shame. And then to top it all off, the software side of it, Oculus Connect, is now being rebranded and changed to Facebook Connect. And don't worry, Facebook will tell us what it means on September 16th. I would like to remind all of you listeners out there that if you are in the market for a VR headset, there are plenty of other options, like the HTC Vive. Whatever nonsense Samsung's been making that may or may not work. Or the Valve Index. 
I know, the rare sign that Valve making hardware. And from what I heard, it's really good. Unlike the Steam controller. Which has a, a whole ten people who like it. My, myself being one of them. I'm just saying, it's a it's a good one. I, I like the controller. I'm just one of the few. Feels bad, man. No, and finally, before we move on to the break, Instagram is going to be bringing in-app shopping carts to all U.S. businesses. So now you two can go to Instagram by Facebook and go shopping. I have a question. Why? Why of... I mean, I get that Facebook wants to get into the whole e-commerce thing. I get it. But... Why Instagram? Am am I just too small-minded? Am I not galaxy enough, brain enough to figure out why Facebook looks at Instagram and says, "Yeah, that's the ticket right there." I just I do not understand. I think now is the perfect time to take a break and see if I can make sense of all this. When we come back, though, we will be talking about some new stuff out of LG and, of course, all the delicious NVIDIA news that has been confirmed. And possibly by the time you listen to this, we've already had the announcement. The freaking... The NVIDIA announcement is freaking tomorrow. It's on the 31st, according to their countdown. So we'll see. Bodega, 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 Alpha and Omega. <clears throat> Siamese sailors sell celery sandwiches. Sawing about a serving platter. Hey, Jamie. Yes. Uh, did, uh, did you want to try reading that line on the script there? Oh, yeah, let's see. Uh, you could say big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, that one? Yes. Yeah, no, I'm just not warmed up yet. Shouldn't be long. Detector test. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive today. The marmot mangled by mushu pork pancake. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. I know it's hard to believe, but there are, in fact, other Chinese phone manufacturers other than Huawei. Xiaomi is one such manufacturer. And in fact, they are working on their third generation under display camera. 
that can operate even while the display is on and is nearly invisible. The demonstration picture they put out that Ars Technica is using shows one little square that is dimmer than the rest in the display and the camera hides under there. Soon you will never be able to know where there is and isn't a camera. Phones will have a screen on the back just to hide the camera. Every screen and television can have a secret camera spying on you. It is inevitable. And all seriousness, though, this is actually really cool, but holy cow. I feel like this may or may not be worth it. And also, there's going to be those that will buy into the sort of very accelerated, almost paranoid levels of security issues this sort of thing brings up for the exact same reasons that I kind of half sarcastically just mentioned. How long until there is a camera built into your TV? Then again, this does kill the notch. And man, I will miss the notch. No, I won't. I mean, won't you miss having an a hole in your screen for where your camera would rest? No, you won't. I mean, the notch has become so iconic of Apple phones and how there might as well be a bezel, but there isn't because a chunk of the screen took it out. Yes, I still hate Apple for that. Chat says that Apple says I love the notch. Oh, therefore it must be real. I see how it is. Anything Apple says is true because Apple knows everything. Apple knows best. Apple always knows best. Meanwhile, over in LG land, the LG wing is still a thing. The LG wing, if you haven't heard of this unique phone concept. It is, in fact, a smartphone that has another smartphone under it that will pivot out to give you half of its screen to use with your primary screen. What's that? That sounds really convoluted and not all that useful at all, but but sounds like it would be really neat to look at. Yeah, it basically is. I don't know who really, really wants this, but it exists. Also, Asus launched a new version of their Zenfone 7 that that has their rear camera set up. That when you want to take a selfie, it just flips up and then faces you. 
so you can take selfies with your good camera. But don't worry. If you take pictures as good as I do, your selfies will still look like hot garbage. Now, while LG was also developing a uh, very bizarre smartphone concept, they also went full 2020 and have developed a wearable air purifier. A wearable air purifier. It uses two H13 HEPA filters in addition to UV light in order to purify the air you are breathing in. However... However, the blasted thing cannot guarantee that it it will kill, well, I mean, not, well, I won't say guarantee, but basically, they aren't certain if it's powerful enough to kill bacteria or the coronavirus so what's the point chat actually asked the question I think we all really really want to know does it come in black does it come in Darth Vader Black. Not gonna lie, if it does, we might be onto something. It does have a 820 milliamp battery. Runtime is not mentioned in this Tech Crunch article, nor is the price of it mentioned either. The fact that it doesn't have any kind of certification, however, does make me wonder what is the point other than to get some odd looks at the grocery store. Chat says it's eight hours, which now makes me think that I have skimmed over the runtime several times in this article. And I'm now looking like an idiot. Which is very possible. I have been known to do that a couple of times. Oh yeah, there it is. Right there at the top of the paragraph. I'm a genius. I just didn't notice it because I used the words instead of the numbers. But yes, it runs eight hours on its low setting or two hours on its high setting. And yet it is going to end up being another artifact that archaeologists will find three years down the road just to confirm that, yes, 
2020 was a real, real year, and it wasn't a fever dream that everyone felt at the exact same time. Speaking of fever dreams, Intel has in fact confirmed the leaks we talked about about a month ago now about their latest rebranding using very square shapes for their badges and confirming that they will be talking about their new Evo CPUs. We will find out more about this on their Tiger Lake launch event, which will be September 2nd. So we'll talk about it next week. Seems easy enough to me, right? All right, let's talk about Corsair. Chat wants to know if Tiger Lake will be on 14 nanometer. From what I understand, and granted, when it comes to Intel, I have heard the the word lake mentioned so many times that I just assume that all of Intel is underwater. But I am fairly certain Tiger Lake is 10 nanometer TM. But it's also Intel, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if Intel would bring 14 nanometer once again to show and tell. All right, let's talk about Corsair. Corsair over the last couple of years has made some fascinating moves. Corsair themselves, who were pretty much known for making gaming peripherals and PC building parts, shifted into making small form factor computers, that being known as the Corsair 1. Then they bought Elgato. Then they bought some controller company I never heard of and still don't remember what their name is to this day. I'm sorry, I don't keep track of the gaming controller market, despite the fact I need a gaming controller. It's just who I am. And then they also bought Origin Systems. Who, if you don't know, is one of the big names when it comes to boutique custom-built gaming systems. Origin Systems were the same lunatics who created... One of their showpiece systems that got a lot of headlines, the Big O. A massive gaming computer that also had a Xbox One, a PS4, and a Nintendo Switch, along with a high-end gaming system all in the same tower. They then also made one that was smaller, only contained one console that was built for the masses instead of for lunatics. 
So Coursera has done all that. Now Corsair wants to go public. They want to become a publicly traded company. Filing for what is for a one hundred million dollar IPO. That's um not gonna lie. That's a bold move, Corsair. I don't know if they're gonna be able to get that, to be perfectly honest. I don't think they're gonna be trading at um what would a hundred million IPO put them at per share? I have no idea. Uh, can you tell I'm not a stock person? I like know enough. To like vaguely understand the terminology. Chat wants to know if it's all of Corsair. Yes. All of Corsair. Now the article says that I have here from Tom's Hardware is Corsair Gaming, but it's all of it. Corsair Gaming is, in fact, the whole thing. It's not like there's a gaming division, a business division, a streaming division of Corsair. Corsair Gaming is Corsair. It's, uh... I mean... You you go do you, Corsair. We're, I'm, I'm just going to be very curious to see how this goes. I am right now glancing through to try and see what the heck date they are going to be going public or if it's already begun. All right, we don't have a date for when they're going to go public yet, by the looks of it. Though, this would be the first time today I have missed a date. It does not look like we have a date as to when their IPO is going to be so we're just gonna have to go and play the wait and see game when it comes to corsair just like we're gonna be playing the wait and see game to see how the heck an msi power supply goes i'm not gonna lie when this story came across my stack out the first thought that crossed my mind is why is that news And at first I thought it was because, oh, because they're saying, oh, MSI is launching their power supplies and they're going to be NVIDIA Ampere compatible, complete with the 12-pin connector. That's not the story here. The story here is that MSI is making power supplies. 
Yeah. MSI has not made power supplies before. But all of a sudden now we're going into that. Now it's highly speculated that it's not being done in-house. That uh, some other power supply manufacturer is making this and then MSI is throwing their name on it. And unfortunately, the articles won't reveal that information as, uh, well, we are way too curious right now as to how much power the Ampere GPUs are going to suck. That is the question, right? Well, NVIDIA has publicly shared some information regarding the Ampere GPUs. Including that the wacky as heck cooling design we've seen with one fan on one side and one on the other is true. That is, in fact, going to be the design. And yes, the Founders Edition of the 3090 will, in fact, be a massive triple slot card that is going to make you weep on in just the sheer size of this behemoth. There is also a halfway decent chance that this thing will suck more power than your air conditioner. I kid about that, but not by much. It's hard to say at the point what they'll use. It, they did confirm the existence that the 12-pin connector, it is real. NVIDIA is using a new custom 12-pin connector that it would take two 8-pins to power the one 12-pin. Oh, boy. Well, there is that. Fortunately, though, if you were thinking, like I was, that um, the next generation of NVIDIA GPUs were all going to be triple slot, and not only might you have to upgrade your power supply, but you'd have to upgrade your case... There have been some leaked photos and, you know, take it with a grain of salt, that shows that some of the third-party RTX 3000 series cards do look a lot more traditional and take traditional power supply connectors. Okay, good. Phew! Crisis averted. We're going to take a break here when we come back. Oh, no, actually, no. Real quick. Before we move on. Wait, no, we already talked about this. Oh, I know. I th- oh, no, 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 never mind. No, we have not talked about this. This just lo- this just looks like a page I talked about last week. But in fact, no, this does contain new information. 
From video cards. We have a new leak that not only says, hey, the RTX 3090, the big chonker card is going to have 10, or I'm sorry, 12 gigabytes of GDDR6X RAM, but the RTX 3080 is going to have 10 gigabytes of GDDR6X memory. See, I got confused because they then dotted this picture, this page up with the exact same leaked photos as the one they had last week with almost the exact same looking chart. Uh, God dang it. All right, we're going to take a break here when we come back. Nintendo working on a second generation Switch. What could it mean? We'll talk about it. I have some thoughts on this.
Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. We did have another leak this week as well in regards to NVIDIA GPUs. The GeForce MX450, a mobile-only GPU, will exist, thus confusing everyone as to what the heck numbers even mean anymore. What are you talking about? So we already had this naming scheme before. We had the MX300, which was a very low power GPU meant for mobile devices. It basically sat under the GTX 1650. Well, apparently we already now have an MX450 with PCI Express 4.0 and GDDR6 memory. But it's a soldered on chip. And it needs PCI Express 4? Wait. Does that mean that more devices will have to use Ryzen if they want to use this GPU? Hmm. That's a bit concerning. Unfortunately, we don't know about its power draw or its performance. There is also some speculation that Tiger Lake CPUs, which we'll hear about soon, may also have PCI Express 4.0. If it doesn't, though, whoo boy! Intel's in for some problems. Reuters, or I'm sorry, not Reuters, Bloomberg reports that Nintendo has plans for upgraded Switch consoles and major games in 2021. Now that's all well and good, right? I, for one, would welcome a Nintendo Switch that has more power, more capability, and able to handle higher-end games. There is just one really, really big problem I have in believing this rumor. The rumor says that the new refresh of the Nintendo Switch will feature the ability for 4K graphics. Uh Uh-huh, yeah, Nintendo. Nintendo, the company that has not made a 1080p console yet! The company that cares more about the quality of the content rather than how hard they can push a GPU. 
the company that broke records at 480 while the rest of the world was at in 720 embracing 1080 they're going to jump from the 720 of the switch to 4K on the switch 2 Uh uh-huh. yeah that's uh do, do you have any idea the kind of GPU you realistically need in order to push a good 4K game at 30 frames per second Um, yeah, no, I do not believe it's going to have 4k support. I don't, I do believe that there may in fact be a new TM Nintendo switch, just like, just like there was a new 3ds and then a new 3ds XL and then a new 2ds and then a new 2ds XL. And then the 3DS finally died. But to say there's going to be a 4K capable Switch? No. There's no way. It would not surprise me at all if the next generation of the Switch had no performance increase, but instead opted for... better battery life that was one thing the 3ds did obscenely well making a portable console that sipped power and i swear that i swear my 3ds xl its battery lasted nine years on a single charge i swear that battery never dies until it does The PlayStation 5 will be getting Wi-Fi 6 support and Bluetooth 5.1, but nobody cares about that. Wi-Fi 6! To which I say, good! Especially since it's clear that the next generation of consoles, both the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X, by the way, Still a stupid name. That might as well just be the name of the console. The Xbox Series X, by the way, still a stupid name. TM. That is the new name of the Xbox console. The important thing about Wi-Fi 6, though is the fact that even on a congested network, it has protocols built in that help ensure that its use doesn't bog down everyone else and can reach theoretical top speeds within the network, mind you, 
of 9.6 gigabit per second. The keyword here is theoretical. Still, even a third of that is really, really impressive. So I can't wait to see more. By the way, in modern news, someone has managed to cut down a Nintendo Wii board and fit it into a case functional I'm sorry fit into a case the size of a Game Boy Color and it works now granted you're going to have a hard time with motion controls But the thing is that the the Wii had an amazing virtual console library. And you can run it all on what the modder is calling the Wii Boy Color. I'm I'm just gonna let that that name sit out there. The wee boy color. We're just gonna move on from that. Cyberpunk 2077 has announced that you will in fact get a series of free DLCs after the game's launch. Project Red has has said... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm reading the wrong thing. Unfortunately, at this time, Project Red has not announced how many... How much DLC will come with Cyberpunk 2077. But the point is that your wait will, in fact, be rewarded. This is also a reminder that I actually need to go play a Witcher game. I still haven't. And I don't know why. That needs to be remedied one of these days. UCL engineers have set a new record internet speed. They have worked with two companies... Zterra and KDDI Research. And thanks to them, they were able to achieve a data transmission rate of 178 terabits a second. To put in perspective, the article here says that that is a speed in which you'll be able to download the entire Netflix library in less than... A second.
It is with that. I'd like to say I want to know why I have to settle for 200 megabits down and 10 megabits up. Come on, we're capable of better. We deserve better. I mean, could you imagine if you were able to get these kind of speeds at home? Your router would actually be the bottleneck of your network. It'd be amazing. And disgusting at the same time. Tesla is having a bit of a problem. Their problem is in the fact that a lot of your your Tesla car's power is actually locked behind software. So hackers have been hacking their car and tricking the car to think you have access to things that you don't. And therefore getting more performance out of the car. It's actually, it's actually the same kind of concept that acts that is amazing to hear people who don't understand technology talk about like the actual car guys find it amazing that new features on the car can be unlocked with just a software update. And some of it is really cool. Do not misunderstand. The fact that more and more self-driving updates keep getting downloaded to new and old Tesla cars without the need for additional hardware is neat. Doing things, however, like restricting your speed or the performance of your engine Despite the, or not your engine, but your motor, despite the fact your motor has been capable of this all along, is ridiculous. In fact, one example we talked about before is the fact that all Tesla cars have heated seats built into them, but you have to pay an extra to get it. Now, that's not the case anymore, but that was for some time. Well, now, if the Tesla computer detects that you have modified the software, it will, in fact, display a notice and brick its ability to drive. Huh. I'm not sure how I feel about that quite yet. I will say this. This isn't going away anytime soon. This is going to be a very interesting 
battle down the road soon. That being also said, I have this story for you. A driver was watching a movie when his Tesla plowed into a county deputy vehicle. Whoops. Now, fortunately, no one was hurt. Other than maybe the driver who was basically taking a nap while his Tesla did all the driving. It's just good job. Good job. This is the point of these software updates to make sure that events like this do not happen. And that these sort of things, when these flaws are detected, they can be patched. And the systems will know better. I have two weird stories from Colorado. One, a Colorado startup wants to create supersonic flight and hopes to have a supersonic passenger plane running in 2021. And then on top of that, Oh, I'm sorry. Cornell University did this other one. Not not Colorado. My bad. The point is, is that they have a laser-activated robot that is smaller than a paramecium. We have uh, literal nanomachines. And combined, I'm just saying... We are two steps closer to the world of Metal Gear Solid being a reality. Oh boy. This is this is going to be uh fascinating. This however brings us to our last burb, our last story of the day. The strangest story of the week. Apple has built its very first floating Apple store in Singapore. The building literally floats in a lake. And the only way to get to it is by taking an underwater tunnel that connects to the floating building. It's kind of funny. You see these sort of things in other countries. You're like, wow. It makes it makes just where I live feel so stuck in the past. We're never going to be as futuristic as Singapore. 
And then you think about it, and you're just like, wait. But why? What possible reason could a floating Apple store bring other than to be a giant tourist attraction? Well, you go ahead and do that, Apple. You go ahead and take our 30% cut to make more floating Apple stores that will eventually sink to the bottom of the ocean and then you can start selling iPhones to the people of Atlantis. Folks, that is going to do it for this week's episode of Eagle Eyes on Tech. Thank you so much for listening. I do encourage you, please check out my daily podcast, The Early Burb Briefing, which you can find every single day. Quick three minutes, quick rant about one particular tech topic. A nice way to start your morning. And also check out my Twitch page at twitch.tv slash Eagle Falcon. Podcast can be found wherever you found this one. iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, literally everywhere. Oh yeah, and Spotify too. Take care. See you next time. Okay, yeah, I mean, we, we we know why Apple built it. It's all for the marketing. It's all to get their name out there. And it's all to just be a giant tourist attraction. Wouldn't you want your business to be a tourist attraction? Man, I'm going to go get on a plane right now. Let's all go get our t- tickets. Let's all go meet up. Giant, giant Eagle Falcon meetup in Singapore in front of the Apple store. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. It's 2020, isn't it? Dang. All right, well... I guess we'll meet up on Zoom and draw an MS Paint. Uh, is 2020 over yet? Also, stop using Zoom. I saved big money with the Progressive Home and Auto Bundle, so I finally bought that new set of golf clubs. Watch out, Fairway. Here I come. This is not a real testimonial. Sure, customers can save big with Progressive, but your other expenses won't just disappear. Are those clubs going to help you when the hot water heater dies? Also, it sounds like your money is better spent on golf lessons. Time to go shoot the course record. No, but maybe time for a reality check. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Modern leaders. It's not just their ability to reason that we value or their eloquence. It's more than their intelligence that we admire. What truly matters is their humanity. Just like modern leaders, the LS is human at heart. Every aspect of the Lexus LS is crafted around you, engineered to a higher standard, the human standard. The new 2021 Lexus LS. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.